Hey, and welcome to the Self-Love and Happiness Podcast. I am your host, Mallory A. Come on in and join us as we dive into some real-life conversations in a fun and relatable way. The Self-Love and Happiness Podcast is all about a better self, better love, and better happiness. This is a safe place for you to explore your true happiness while loving and discovering your best self. So come on in and let's get started. We are back and I am excited because we have a special guest who's back again um, and we'll be talking about some a very important topic I think amongst the black community but I think it's important for a lot of people to just have some some background information on. So we have LaShondra Shepard who will be joining us again from Journey of Faith Counseling. As I mentioned previously, she's a licensed clinical marriage and family therapist, mom of four and wife and uh, just a busy lady and has lots of things. So I'm grateful that she has the time to even come and be a part of the podcast. So uh, as I said, we start with the high and the low and I'll start My high is, oh, so um, 10 years ago, (laughs) I completed my master's degree in marriage and family therapy, right? So at that time when I finished, I was pregnant and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to just worry about that license stuff later. And I was like, yeah, I'll just do it. And I just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. But recently, I finally finished the application so that I can do the supervision. I have a supervisor, and I'm going to finally have the actual credentials to go with the degree. So it only took me 10 years to get here, but I'm excited that I did it. It's it's been a journey, and self-doubt and imposter syndrome, you know, was just dancing around that the whole time. But finally did that part. So that's just one step in, yeah, just... (laughs) Self-growth. My low, um, I don't know. I don't know what my low is. I don't know. Sometimes just getting in my own way, I would say, would be my low. That's that's always it. Just, you know, just got to self-talk yourself out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my high... Um, I try to be really intentional. I have a busy family. Kids got things to do. I got a job. My husband works. So each week I try to get dinner at least two times a week as a family at the table sitting down. And so my high for this week is we, we actually got to set the table four times this mm. week, um, which is so much fun. My family's a hoot. So when we all can sit down, I remember, you know, y'all kind of cool. I, I like eating with y'all. <laughs> so that was my high for the week. I think my low is I was trying to be intentional about working out, fitness, and um, I had great intentions of getting to the gym because mm-hmm. I have two gym memberships, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Two still don't get me in the gym because I did not make it this week. So my low is I didn't make it to the gym. However, Apple has a fitness. And so I was able to do two Apple Fitness at home instead. So, I, you know, it's kind of high, kind of low. I really like to get back into the gym. Okay. Um, but I'm working my way there. Okay. Well, you know what? I feel like that's a good goal to have with, like, the family part. <laughs> I mean, we rip and run so much. Sometimes I'm like, hey. Doing, yeah, that's definitely something I feel like I can incorporate in the fitness thing. I'm with you on that, too. Yeah, it's it's definitely a journey. Yes, (laughs) all right, so let's get right into this topic. Um, so today I wanted to talk about the stigma behind the African American black culture, BIPOC, however you refer to the the black community, um, and the stigma behind therapy, Mm -hmm. and so. I was just uh, thinking about it. So I was just 
because this is what I do. <laughs> I talk to myself sometimes and just have all these conversations. And so one day I was just thinking about my first experience with going to a therapist. And I was like, why was that experience so weird? Like, yeah. it wasn't weird. But one thing was I was 33 when I first decided to go because I was having like this crisis. Like, I'm 33. The yeah. year of Jesus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is my life over? Like, yeah. I've done this, this, this and this and this. I crossed all these things off my list. Now what? Mm -hmm. Now what's left? Mm -hmm. Um, but when I, you know, would tell people the the reaction was, well, what's wrong with you? Yes. And I was like, well, nothing is wrong. I'm just trying to figure out what next. I want to do with my life <laughs> next. And then even my experience with therapy, it was, I just don't think I was open and honest to really work through anything yeah like you know i i was more surface and even with having a marriage and family yep. therapy degree you know one would think that i would just be you know more open and yeah. yeah but i don't know if i just didn't open up because i didn't really want to open those wounds and start digging into past and what that meant for me so i was just like why why are we <laughs> like this <laughs> yeah. so with you being in you know this uh, having your own counseling, um, I don't even know what to call it. Practice. Practice. Mm -hmm. You know, words are yeah. hard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what would be, or what would you say your experiences with this or just what's your thoughts? So I would agree. I, I, I will say that I feel like we have really opened some doors, though, in mm -hmm. the last couple of years, mm -hmm. maybe because of COVID, though, that uh, it's getting a better reputation than mm -hmm. it had in the past. Mm -hmm. um, I, from my experiences, both growing up and with clients, the idea that you would share personal stuff outside of your family mm -hmm. is like, well, how will they look at the family? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's no longer about you. You carry a name and a title. You are a Johnson. You mm -hmm. are a Smith. Mm -hmm. And if you tell someone our stuff, then we all you know, are, are part of this. Yeah. Um, and also I think the church has come a long way when it comes to therapy as well. Mm -hmm. The idea that I couldn't go to therapy because I'm praying about it. Yeah. Praying yes. about it. We're praying about it. And them recognizing that we can pray and still have therapy mm -hmm. at the same time. Like mental health is one entity and prayer and spirituality is another and they can work in conjunction of each other. Mm, yes. Because I do recall like somebody asking me, well, did you pray? It's like, well, I did. I am. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I still don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so um, I would say also I've seen a big change as far as in a positive way mm -hmm. in the black community. Just more people are like, you know what? Yeah, I have a therapist or I go to. Like, I've seen a ton more. But I still feel like there's just lots of stigma even still because, you know, especially like with the older generation, it's like, well, well, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, it's that the stigma where are you crazy? You know, absolutely. Yes. And it's like, well, no, I might be, but I don't know, you know, right. but again, like, I'm not the expert to know that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to go figure it out mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to do. So I don't know. I guess would you, I almost think like everyone could benefit from going to therapy. Absolutely. So the, the other piece of that is I think that people view therapy as more of the medical piece of it, like psychiatry, mm -hmm. where you go in to get medication mm -hmm. because there is brain imbalance. 
where it's like, oh, no, there's also a, a side of therapy that is very processing, mm -hmm. reflective, that we work with anxiety and depression. And it's not always bipolar and schizophrenia, mm -hmm. that there is a range of struggle that people come in for. And that's anybody. Mm -hmm. I, I will share that, share that I have clients that come in, especially clients of color, black people especially. Mm -hmm. And it does sometimes take a while for them to warm up, <laughs> to get comfortable with this other person that I'm sharing my my struggles with, mm -hmm. how will they view me as another black person? Yeah. You know, and also um, the fact that you don't really know what happens in therapy. You come in for one thing, but in a good therapy session, mm, you're going to get into that other stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's scary for people. Yes. I will say, so even in like we, my husband and I went to therapy, mm -hmm. you know, we went to couples therapy and. I remember, like, after a session, he was like, ah, she trying to get deep. Yeah. And I'm like, but but that's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, you know, and he's, like, he's a proponent of, like, he's gone mm -hmm. himself, not to put your business out there if you're listening, which you should be. But <laughs> um, it was just, like, I feel like that's what often happens is, like, ah, oh, this is getting too deep. Mm -hmm. Let's take a step back. But what I notice is that a lot of times, because we're not processing uh -huh. the past trauma or yep. things from our childhood, you know, we think that we have put that stuff back in our, you know, it's it's yeah, way it's back there. We're not yeah. we compartmentalizing yeah. it. <laughs> but that stuff shows up. Yes, it does. It shows up all the time. And it's like you think that just because you forgot it happened, that it's not going to have any effect on you now. Absolutely. I think one of the, the things that um, also has helped in getting more people of color into therapy is word of mouth. So yes, I advertise and I market, but my biggest clientele come from, oh, so-and-so said, mm -hmm. I need to come and see you. You mm -hmm. know, my doctor, you know, love my doctor referrals who are like, my black doctor said, go to see you. And I believe everything that she says. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you have someone who you have a relationship with, that's like, oh yeah, this is good for you. Mm -hmm. I'll go. Yeah. And I can see the difference too. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, word of mouth is important too, mm -hmm. especially because, I mean, you know, with social media and everything, we are all about, okay, well, well what you think about it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it doesn't matter if your doctor has been telling you for 15 years that you need to do this, but your friend said, oh, I did this. It was good. It's like, oh, oh okay. give me that money yeah. real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely could say that word of mouth, yeah, it's it's the biggest, biggest proponent of getting people in there. Um, okay, so how do we move past this? Mm. <laughs> Give it a shot. <laughs> I, you know, when I have, um, they're called consults. So mm -hmm. when a client, potential client calls to see if they want to do therapy, those are my favorite things to do because we're just talking. And first of all, I think they don't know necessarily what they're going to get. Mm -hmm. And for me and many of my black counterparts, we are ourselves. Like we show up just like we show up for friends. You're going to get the same kind of language. Mm -hmm. So there's a different understanding. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I'm like, just give it a shot. Like, what do you have to lose? Now, once you're in that space, please give it a shot. So yeah. like, one, two weeks is not going to work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, really go in because it can change your life and it can change the relationships around you. And so once I think people experience that, even for short term, mm -hmm. they will take those tools and they, they will show up differently in relationships. And that kind of is a ripple effect. Okay. So would you say going to therapy for two sessions is like enough or what would be the recommended time frame? I know it's really hard to say because each, each individual is case by case, but for someone who's like, I think I want to give it a try, mm -hmm. but you know, just kind of give me a little, you know, 
snippet of it. Yeah. <laughs> so I will be honest in saying that two weeks is, is very short because at the beginning of therapy, it's really just trying to build rapport and getting to know you mm-hmm. and telling your story as much as, you know, we can do in that period uh, of time. So we're collecting a lot of information about you and mm-hmm. exploring what you want your goals to be like. Um, however, there is therapy that is solution focused. So you are specifically coming in for something and we're working through that something. And then I have clients that, okay. That something is over. And so then they're gone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that they won't come back. It doesn't mean that they won't connect when something else, because we know life, things will come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are other people that come in that trauma is heavy and you're not going to do trauma work short term. Mm-hmm. And for many people in the black community, they don't even know they have secondhand trauma just from watching TV, mm-hmm. just from the things that we see and interacting on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You have secondhand trauma already. And so if you get in, you start peeling away those layers. It's like, man, I didn't even know. Like you said, like, that was affecting me. Or relationships. You're not going to do couples therapy in two weeks. Uh-huh. It's two people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is experiencing life very differently, evidently, right now. So, yeah. it's going to be a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. And I think that building rapport with couples takes a lot more time. You got to get two people on board there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what would you say if, like, okay, so I, not me. But, like, I tried going to a therapist and it was just, it was okay. You know, it was, it was, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What? Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? Like, what do you say to a person like, okay, so here's what you could do next. Yeah, <laughs> I had a client in a uh, consult this week and she went to uh, therapy in October mm-hmm. and she said, I said, okay, so how long did you go? She said three weeks. I was like, oh yeah. Like I just said, three weeks isn't really enough time. Mm-hmm. She said, it wasn't what I was looking for or expecting. I was like, great. What were you expecting? So I think kind of knowing mm-hmm. what you want to gain on the other side of therapy is very helpful okay. because during a consult, they should ask you, so what do you want to on the other side of this what are you hoping what do you want to see different mm-hmm. know that be thinking about if you're going through this what is your hope on the other side of that and be honest and open with your therapist if you're going through therapy and you feel like mm, it's not fitting it's not mm-hmm. working talk to that person because the goal is improvement mm-hmm. or to get you connected to someone who meets the modality that you need okay so would you say it's fair to say like if you're going to therapy and you're you're not really connecting with your mm-hmm. therapist, that it's okay to reach out or ask about maybe seeing someone different or how does that process work? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like if you have built, you know, you've been there for a bit to have a conversation with a therapist about what doesn't feel right or what, where you might feel stuck at mm-hmm. to see if it's, like I said, maybe needing to switch the modality that's being used. And mm-hmm. if that person doesn't do that, then maybe you need to get a referral to another therapist. Okay. And I would hope (laughs) um, that that's the goal in therapy is for you to get help. And so I have no problem switching you to another therapist Mm -hmm. because I want you to get better Mm -hmm. and get what you need on the other side of therapy. Okay. So for people who don't even know where to begin, they're Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I have some trauma that I probably need Uh to process through. Where would you say they could start? Yeah. So... uh, Google. (laughs) uh, We have grown so much in the directories that are available. Mm -hmm. So what I usually will start with, especially with people of color, Mm -hmm. is to try um, color. Clinicians of color is a great one to try um, therapy for black girls, therapy for black men. Um, You can Google therapy for black people and lots of things will come up. Mm -hmm. If you just want a a general one, psychology today tends to be the go-to. Um, for narrowing down exactly what you're looking for in therapy, whether that is the time, um, the gender that you want, Mm -hmm. the modality, what you want to work on, age, all that. Okay. All right. So, I mean, I really feel like that's helpful. Like if I was coming into this, I just, 
I don't know. It's just so scary. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so I think I need to see a therapist, but but what now? You know, <laughs> just the whole thought of like sometimes I think, gosh, adulting is so hard. Like, where is the manual on what to do next? <laughs> and so it's like, you know, I've done this. I got a job. I went to college yeah. or whatever your path is. And it's like, okay, now I need to go to a therapist. Where does that start? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I enjoy working with um, young adults. Like, I have launched. Mm -hmm. Um, my favorite group of people to work with because they're in the I did everything I was supposed to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like I graduated I got my degree I got my first job I moved out about to turn such and such age people come in around those birthdays I'm like great what did you expect for life to be like right now Mm -hmm. let's start there so I love therapy because it becomes a conversation Um, we can help you meet goals if it is trauma and you come in and you're like you know this happened and I'm in a relationship now and I feel like something is overlapping beautiful there are specific therapies to help with trauma specific as well mm-hmm. and to get you connected if there are things that are having you stuck um we can do that as well it is a process it is a journey it is not a race okay okay so here's one thing i wanted to ask about too so i know well i remember back in the day 10 years ago when i was doing my internship one of the things i would have to tell clients is that you know there might be some uncomfortable things that come up like things might get worse before they get better how can you prepare somebody for something like because they would always be like i'm sorry what (laughs) what does that mean (laughs) but then someone who's already coming in a little skeptical like how can you how would you prepare them for that when we talk about um for instance, boundaries is one that is huge for me. So mm-hmm. when you come in, oftentimes you have to shift some boundaries around you. Mm-hmm. And that means maybe some people that you won't have contact with that you normally have contact with. Mm-hmm. That can be hard mm-hmm. for people. And so that I talk to them about foreshadowing what the hard might look like. Okay. So they're not like, well, what is that? What's going to happen? You know, uh-huh. like, hey, it sounds like you need some boundary work. And then doing boundary work, the person on the other side of that boundary isn't going to be happy. Yeah. You know, so they may not talk or they may pull away or they may be angry. What are you going to do with mom's anger when you set up that boundary because you're a young adult now? Like, yeah, we start okay. to process what that might look like. Okay. Yeah, because it does sound real doom and gloom. Like, <laughs> I'm here to help you. However, <laughs> it's going to probably get worse before it gets better. Like, um, okay, yeah. never mind. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I try not to frame it like that. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> I want you just came in I know it was hard enough to do that and to say the first time like I can do this but six to seven weeks of hard stuff for, well wait a minute yeah you know I try to I try to prepare them for what will look different mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be hard but it might be uncomfortable mm-hmm. because we're looking to do change and anytime there's a change it's uncomfortable at yeah. first and sometimes sitting in that uncomfortableness is hard yep, yep. <laughs> and that's the hard part well, I feel like I could go, we could just have this conversation yeah. all day long. Um, but, you know, we are about out of time today. So do you have any last minute tidbits you just, you know, any gems you will want anybody to walk away from after hearing today's episode? Yeah, when I think about going to therapy for anyone, especially for people of color, I always say uh, you're worth it. Like, period, point blank. Mm-hmm. You deserve a space to process everything in your life. And therapy can help you to be different on the other side of that. You deserve that much. Okay. You're worth it. I like that. (laughs) That might be my next Instagram post. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, I want to thank you for coming on today. I know you have a busy life and I'm glad you were able to schedule me in. Um, And for those listening, can you please tell them where they can find you? Yes. um, I have an IG journey of faith counseling. I have a Facebook journey of faith counseling, and you can always Google LaShondra Shepard, journey of faith and 
I should be the only one you find. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again. And as always, don't forget to like or leave me a review. You can find me on Instagram at underscore self-love happiness. And you can also find me on the web at selfloveandhappiness.com, selfloveandhappiness.com, not and. Um, also, you can answer any comments if you want some specific topics you want to hear discussed or if you just want to leave me some feedback or some information. Thank you again and we'll see you next time. Bye.